Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. And I just want to start off by giving honor to our pastors, Randy and Elaine, who I happen to call mom and dad. They know me well because you guys know I speak my mind. And I'd be the first to say that even if they weren't my parents, I would still attend this church and I would still serve under their great leadership. And I think you can all agree. It was my sophomore year of college. And I was in a long-distance relationship with an evangelist that I had met at a church conference. After a year of dating, he made it clear that he wanted to marry me. Sure, I said, I just need to finish college. And he said, oh, no, 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 I want to marry you, but you're going to need to quit school. And I thought, quit school? Are you? This is like an opportunity for me. I can't quit school. So we broke up. And I'll never forget where I was on the day that I heard from God. It was not an audible voice, but a heavy nudge. It was a Friday, and I was finished with my classes for the week. My parents were both at work, and I was folding laundry in our living room. I felt the Lord nudge me to fast, so I did. I skipped breakfast, and I skipped lunch, and as the day went on, I felt heavier and heavier with a burden. I felt like the Lord was calling me to accept this man's proposal, which would mean quitting school, moving out of California, and beginning life as his wife. I meditated on the Lord, and I prayed, and I remember saying something along the lines of, Lord, this is not what I want. But if this is your perfect will for my life, then I will do it. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And I remember following that up with God, give me the strength to accept your perfect will, whatever that may be. Well, my mom arrived home first from work that day, and when I greeted her, I said, Mom, I feel like God is calling me to marry this man. Now, I'm sure a lot of daughters have said that to their mother, But in this case, it was actually true, okay? And I prayed and I fasted all day, Mom, and I can't get away from it. And I expected my mom to be like, you know, no, we've already had this conversation. You're not going to quit school. And instead, she said, I know. I know you've been struggling with this all day because so have I. She said, the Lord has been dealing with me all day, too. I was sitting behind my desk and felt heavy, a heavy burden that this is where you were meant to go, and this is what you were meant to do. I've been wrestling with God all day because I did not want to let you go. But finally, I told God that I will submit to his perfect will, whatever that may be, and the heaviness left me. No sooner did we have that conversation, my cell phone rang, and it was him. We had not spoken since we split, and so I knew that this was not a coincidence, and this was not by accident. I answered the phone, and I was so overcome with emotion, I couldn't speak. And you guys know, I'm ne- I had never have a problem speaking, okay? So I, I couldn't speak, though literally words failed me. To the point that he was kind enough to invite me to hang up and call him back so that I could kind of catch my breath. 
So that's exactly what I did. I hung up to collect myself. I caught my breath. I wiped away my tears. I had finally composed myself and was reaching for my phone to call him back when I got a text from him. I smiled at my mom and opened it up. She was with me the whole time. And I said, oh, it's a voice recording. And I hit play. And I heard a message intended for another woman. He used her name, and he described the fun times they had shared the weekend before. The weekend he told me he was out of town for business. I can't adequately describe what happened in that moment. That moment forever changed the trajectory of my life. In that moment, it was as if God whispered, now I know that there is nothing that you will withhold from me, and I was free. Tonight, just for a few moments, I would like to speak on the perfect will of God. John 1.1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you believe that, would you say amen? Amen. Amen. So if in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all Scripture is God-breathed and given by God, and Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Bible is for us today in 2019. Beginning last year, I really started digging into the Word of God. And I'm not talking about, let's just read from Genesis to Revelation in a year so I can say that I read it, check the box, goal accomplished, done. No. My desire was not to read for the sake of reading, but reading for the sake of really, for the sake of really studying and learning about Him. If we understand that the Word is God, and God is His Word, the more time we spend in His Word the more time we're actually spending with him. Ever since I was a little girl, I would pray for the perfect will of God. And to this day, my prayer goes a little something like this. God, open the doors that you'd have me to walk through and close the doors that you'd have me to walk past. And he has. It wasn't until I became an adult, however, that I found myself pounding on closed doors. I wasted precious time staring at, knocking on, waiting on closed doors. You can knock on a closed door until your knuckles are bruised and blistered, and if it's not meant to be yours, you will not have it when you're in the perfect will of God. Why, God? Why can't I have that? Why didn't you answer my prayer exactly the way that I prayed it? Look at the way I question the creator of the universe. But let me just tell you something. Growing up in the house of Elaine Bradley, you did not question. If I questioned my mom and said, why, what do you think she said? Why can't I have this? What do you think she said? You guys know this. Because I said so. That's why. I I hear in the grocery store like, you know, oh no, Johnny, you can't have that five pound bag of chocolate because it's going to give you cavities. My mom didn't go into that kind of an explanation with me. It was because I said so. That's why I put it back. Well, sir, yes, sir. You know, I rest my case. God bless. Like, no problem. What can I do? You know? So 
because I said so. Some of us need a swift kick beside the head and for God to just say, because I said so, that's why. But he's so merciful. He's so good. He doesn't say because I say so. Because I said so. Just recently, and I mean like two weeks ago recently, I thought that something was going to be mine. And it was kind of a big deal. I was like, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And when the answer came and I didn't get it, I was in total shock. Surely there's been some mistake. Like, check again, please. Check, check again. What? I'm, you, what? I don't understand. I couldn't compute it. There's got to be a mistake. I was so confident that I would get it. I was so confident that it would be mine. And I'm ashamed to say, at my age, that I took an entire day to grieve what I felt that I had lost. And what did that mean? Well, I got to show up to work, don't I? So that meant bawling my eyes out between phone calls and emails. It was a wasted day. And then I was reminded that I close every prayer with nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I may have not gotten the answer I was looking for, but it was okay because when you are in his perfect Will, there is peace there. And he's the peacemaker, FYI. So let's just get that straight right now. Sometimes God will reveal the why. Sometimes he pulls back the curtain on why we didn't get this thing or that relationship or that opportunity that we were so certain was meant to be ours. Sometimes he shows us why and we're like, whoa, yeah, thank you, Jesus, that you did not answer my prayer the way that I prayed it. Okay. But then sometimes we don't know why, and it's complete silence, and that's where trust comes in. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. I'm going to read this now in the NIV version. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit. Submit to him and he will make your path straight. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Friends, God only wants what's best for us. He is a great and merciful God, full of love and abounding in mercy. We are willing to settle for this or that, and he's unwilling to see us settle for less than the best he has for us. Recently, many of you heard it, but uh, Minister John Aoki was here, and he came and he spoke a powerful word over our church, and one of the things that he said that really struck me was, Sometimes God has to crush your expectations in order to exceed them. That was like mind-blowing. Sometimes God has to crush your expectations in order to exceed them. What can crushing our expectations look like? A closed door. Being a son or daughter of the king does not mean that we are free of battles or storms. 
But when you are in the will of God, even in the midst of a storm, you will find peace there. I lost my grandparents at the age of 12. And I honored them as second parents. They were my mother's parents. And they flooded the first part of my life with their unshakable faith in God, their love, their culture, their food, and their memories. My sister and I would stay with them over our summer breaks, and we would wake up to the sound of them praying every morning, and they would bow down to their knees to pray before bed every night. As little girls do, I would daydream and picture what my wedding would be like. I so looked forward to walking down the aisle with my grandpa on one arm and my dad on the other. When I lost my grandparents, I can't tell you the unexplainable peace that covered me and my family. It was the hardest loss of my life, but God gave us peace beyond measure. Can their loss still be felt? Oh, absolutely. Are there still special events where I don't wish they were there? Oh, absolutely. And anybody that has experienced loss knows that. But I look forward to the days when we will dance together on streets of gold. Understand tonight that when you are in the perfect will of God, there will be a testimony in the test, there will be a message in the mess, and there will be purpose in your pain. Hebrews 10.36 says you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. If God has made you a promise, he will keep it. I'm going to say that again. If God has made you a promise, he will keep it. Take it to the bank. It's going to happen. He is a promise-keeping God. But this scripture, if we'll put it back up, Hebrews 10.36, the promise will be delivered when? When we have done the will of God. That's when the promise will be delivered. First Chronicles 18.13 says, The Lord gave David victory wherever he went. And similarly, in 2 Samuel 8.14, the scripture tells us, The Lord gave David victory wherever he went. I think it's important for you to understand in this context of the scripture that David was actually in battle. One battle after another, in fact, and it was the will of God for him to fight. And through every battle, through every storm, the Lord gave David victory everywhere he went. But David still had to suit up, he had to armor up, he had to show up, and he had to fight. But the Lord gave David the victory. I believe that scripture's for me, and I believe that scripture's for you. So let's do a little editing, please. The Lord gave me victory wherever I went. Let's say that together. The Lord gave me victory wherever I went. Boy, don't you just love the sound of that? That should be our call to action. That should be no matter what, no matter what I face, the Lord gave me victory wherever I went. And that's exactly right. If you don't have victory everywhere you go, even passing through a storm, I ask you tonight, are you in the perfect will of God? Sure, things happen to us that are beyond our control. And I'm not talking about that. Life happens. And let's get something very clear. I don't give the devil credit for anything. I don't. I don't give the devil credit for anything. 
but we are in a society and a generation that doesn't want to take credit for our own choices, our own self-inflicted pain. We dig a hole, we fall into it, and then we look for someone to blame. We take our eyes off Jesus and lose sight of his perfect will for us because why? Because we need the answer right now or I've, I've just got to keep up with the Joneses or we feel like we know what's best. Believe me, God has the best seat in the house. He sees the end from the beginning and he only wants what's best for us. If you didn't get that job that you applied for, it's because he has better for you. If you didn't get that promotion, it's because God has a better opportunity for you. If you didn't get that house you made an offer on, it's because he's protecting you from something. I can't remember how old I was. Oh, brother, you guys are going to be like, my word, bless her heart. We were shopping with my mother at the grocery store, maybe five or six. My mom would take us with her, and she would have us hold on to the cart so she could keep an eye on us. And I think, like, I waited for her to turn her back for one second. And I slipped cookies into the cart without asking for them. So when we got up to the register, my mom holds up this package of cookies, and she's like, where did these come from? And I'm like, right? Oh, my word, blessings from heaven, right? And Renee, who's, like, innocent, she doesn't even look at Renee. Renee's already, you know, penning out an apology note for something she didn't even do because she's an angel. And I'm like, what? Did you pick up the cart with that in it? What's happening? Right? See, I thought if I could just slip the treat into the cart without my mom noticing, it would magically make it home into our cupboard where where I could enjoy it later on. But out of principle, she did not purchase the item that I put in her cart. And what did she make me do? Take it back. And that was a long walk back to the cookie shelf, believe you me. Pretty sure I was blushing Fifty Shades of Red, too. But if we look at that package of cookies like a blessing, there's actually something to be learned. Number one, don't assume the blessing is for you. I, in my five, six-year-old mind, saw this attractive package of cookies, and maybe my mom saw a big bag of cavities, right? Number two, the odds of you getting what you want go up when you at least ask. Should I have asked my mom for those cookies? Oh, absolutely. And would I have at least had a 50-50 shot of getting the cookies if I had only asked for them? Definitely. And number three, if you try to take a blessing that is not meant to be yours, you will leave empty-handed. That's some powerful cookies. (laughs) So we can get so caught up in crying over closed doors that we forget to thank God for his perfect plan, for his protection, for him saving us for better. We focus on what we lost. And boy, you know, it's like first world problems. We lose out on something and we're like, boo-hoo, I need to take three days off of work so I can grieve. Let's talk about somebody who actually lost everything. It was Job. 
And Job chapter 13, verse 15, this is what he said after he had been stripped of everything short of just his life. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Friends, if Job, Job who lost everything, in, in history I don't know that anyone has compared in everything that they've lost as he did, if Job can say, yet will I trust, we better be saying, yet will I trust. No matter if the answer is no, no matter if the answer is wait, no matter if the answer is yes, whatever the case may be, yet will I trust. God will never dangle gold and then let you settle for silver. So you never have to worry about that. Because if you thought this was awesome, just wait to see what he has for you. It's going to be greater. It's going to be better. It's going to be bigger. And it's going to be more. In my experience, in my few years of this beautiful gift of life, I have come to find that when God does it, there is no mistaking it. He operates in the impossible and he blows your mind with the way that he blesses when it's time. One minister had a vision of heaven. An angel took him to a room with shelves that towered up as far as the eye could see. What is this place? The man asked the angel. The angel pulled one of the items off of a shelf, and it was a gift with a tag on it. This is a room of giftings and blessings that will remain on the shelves until those that they were created for ask for them. What giftings, blessings, and talents are we missing out on because we didn't just ask? That day, you know, when I was five years old, I may have gotten those cookies had I just asked for them. But don't assume, don't expect, don't just think that it's going to happen. Ask him for it. We need to be asking for his perfect will and not be so focused on counting what we don't have instead of praising God for what we do. Believe me, you guys, there's people all over the world that would kill to trade places with each and every one of you tonight for your peace, for your home life, for the blessings on your job, for the fact that you have more than one pair of shoes to wear. There's so many people that would be willing to trade places with you. We need to get to a point where instead of asking God why, we say thank you. And I'll be honest, Sometimes I've said thank you with tears rolling down my face because I still don't understand why I didn't get it or why that didn't happen. But the answer is still thank you. I may not understand your plan, but I look to you. I'm leaning on you and I trust in you. Some of us have forgotten who we are, where we've come from, and most importantly, whom we serve. I invite you today to dust yourself off, stand up, and look to the salvation of the Most High God. Look to Him. Really look to Him to see what He has in store for your life. Sometimes we look for an open door, and there isn't one. Not a single one. Consider these moments in life like a waiting room. It's an in-between place of rest, 
from where we've come from to where we're going. A place of rest. Let's call the places of waiting a place of rest. Maybe there's some healing that needs to take place in our mind, in our heart, in our body, before God can take us to the next level. Maybe there's some growth that needs to take place, or perhaps there's something that we just need to learn. Don't rush the hand of God. God, in his infinite wisdom, knew that impatient people like me would need encouragement for these seasons of waiting. I'll be the first to tell you, and my youth class knew this, I am the most impatient person that I know. Seriously. Bring someone to me that's more impatient than I am. I'd like to meet them and shake their hand because I'm pretty sure I'm the most impatient person that I know. But God knew that we would need encouragement for these seasons of waiting, and there are at least 100 scriptures in the Bible on the timing of God. Isn't that cool? And I'm going to share a few with you tonight, and we'll just go through them really quickly. 2 Peter 3, 8 says, But do not forget this one thing. Dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Habakkuk 2, verses 3, for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Galatians 6.9, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Lamentations 3, uh, verses 25 and 26, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Psalm 27.14, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalms 37, verses 3 and 4. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. And my favorite scripture of all, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Genesis 18, 14 says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Luke 18, 27 says, and he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful in his time. Nothing is impossible with God, and he will always direct your path if we look to him and if we wait upon him. You know, Moses had a very close walk with the Lord. So much so that God revealed himself to Moses. I can only imagine. Exodus 33, 17 says, And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Boy, when I read these scriptures intended for people like Moses or David, I'm like, that's me. He knows me by name, and he knows you by name. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows your fears, your hurts, your struggles, your passions, your wants, your needs, your desires. He knows everything about you. But does he know the sound of your voice? Does he know the cry of your heart because of how often you talk to him? Or does he have to think for a second, now wait, who's that? 
Does he know you because you have a relationship with him? Let us have the type of relationship with God where we know him just as he knows us. And when we are in his perfect will, we will have his abundant favor upon our lives. When we have his favor and we are in his perfect will, he will grant us whatever it is that we have asked, just as long as it's according to his perfect will. How cool is that? We're not only going to get the bag of cookies, but we're going to get, you know, a seven-layer cake handmade by seven different chefs from France that know what they're doing because God does it right. Don't settle for a stale bag of cookies that wasn't meant for you. They They don't put the right expiration dates on those things anyway, and they're so packed with preservatives, they're not even good for you. Wait for the seven-layer cake that he has waiting. And you know what? Does a seven-layer cake take more time? Absolutely. Does it take more creativity? Absolutely. And we serve a creative God, and he wants to give you nothing but the best. And as we close tonight, I just want to say, if you've strayed away from the path that God has carved out for you, or you feel like you've gotten away from whatever his purpose is for your life, Remember that the promises will be answered for those that remain the course and stay in his perfect will. I remind you to be content in seasons of waiting and look to God for your next move. Step into whatever God is calling you to do in 2019. I'm inviting you to do that. Sometimes we feel like we need somebody to give us permission to step into the next level or to step into that kind of inner, inner, inward calling in our heart that God has placed there. We all have individual purposes and gifts and talents and abilities because God has a special plan for each and every one of us. Listen to that. Pray on that. Look to God for that and see, just watch what he does. Surrender fully to God's plan for your life. Watch what he does for you and through you. Would you stand with me? I just want you guys to remember that we're meant to be an overcoming people. We're not meant to be worn down or tired or depressed or struggling. We're meant to be overcomers. We're meant to be successful. God never said we couldn't be successful. Some of the greatest men of God were the most wealthy kings and queens in the Bible. He wants his people to succeed. How much more can people say, wow, the hand of God must really be on him or her because of how blessed they are. I can't get to where I want to go. I can't get to impossible dreams without the mighty hand of God upon my life. Dream impossible dreams. Pray impossible prayers because we serve a God that makes the impossible possible. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.